Okay, um, so now we're going to be in Ephesians chapter 4. Um, I love the book of Ephesians. I love it teaching us about unity. Um, and um, unity is a struggle. Um, unity is hard. Um, in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11, um, it says, And he gave us the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the, the um, shepherds and teachers to equip the saints for the work of servanthood, for the building up of the body of Christ, until we all attain to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to mature adulthood, until we grow up, um, until we grow up into Him who is the head. Um, so that we are no longer tossed to and fro by the waves, carried about by every wind of teaching or doctrine. Rather, we speak the truth in love, um, growing up into Him who is our head, that is, into Christ, who we are all joined together, every body part, every joint is brought together, and when it is working properly, it grows us up into love, or it builds itself up into love. We've got to grow up. Um, growing up actually has fallen on hard times. Um, when I was in school, it was like I was afraid of being accused of being immature. Um, these days, though, it seems like um, people, people look at adulting as a bad thing, right? Growing up has fallen on hard times. And I wanted, I wanted to uh, tell y'all a few stories um, about some people who grew up and about some people who didn't. Um, but once upon a time, at Camp Blue Haven, there was a camper who came for the first time, um, and they loved it. Um, they were at the center of what was going on at camp. They got up on this stage and gave an incredible chapel talk, talking about Jesus and turning away from their life. Um, they were at the center of what God seemed to be doing in camp in many ways. Um, in camp, they really, the Spirit of God really was just lit on fire after this, after this kid's chapel talk. But they lived in a chaotic home. And they had to go back home, right? Camp, camp comes to an end. And they go back home, and their local church there, they go to for a month, two months. But school starts back. And when school starts back, and they get around their old friends, they quit going to church, they kind of fall out, so to speak. But camp comes back around next summer, they're renewed, refreshed, more excited than ever. Um, this is going to be the year they're going to make it. Uh, this is going to be the year that really change happens, the way they feel about it. But camp ends, and they've got to go back home. Um, and school starts back, and those same old friends come knocking, and they fall out again. And the next summer, um, when it comes time, and really the next winter, when it comes time to sign up for camp again, they think they can't go online and so they don't come back. And Paul, Paul gives this image 
um, in Ephesians 4.14, so that we are no longer infants or babies. Your translations may say children. So that we're no longer babies that are tossed back and forth by the waves. Literally, the chaos of the ocean is the image that's here. Same image, different word, um, when Jesus is tossed back and forth in the sea and he calms the storm. Um, So, literally, they're tossed back and forth by different kinds of teaching. It's almost like whoever they're around, right? Whatever teaching they're around at the time is the teaching they become. It's the teacher they listen to. Once upon a time at Camp Blue Haven, a camper showed up, been camping for a long time, and they'd fallen on, they'd fallen into addictive sin, um, and they came every summer searching for a magic cure, reading the scriptures diligently. If they could just learn the right thing, if they could just learn the right thing, they would be done with this thing. They knew it. They were convinced. That if they just knew the right information, or if they just learned the right technique, they could stop sinning. They came to camp, they confessed after early Christian worship and told their counselor about their problems. They got advice on how to deal with their sin and what it looks like living in the real world. But they had had to go back home. And that addictive behavior is just hard to kick. Um, And so... Summer after summer, they came back to camp, hoping to get rid of their addictive behavior. Maybe this year would be the year. And here they are, their senior year, and that addictive behavior is still with them. And they've been through this charade, if you will, for the last four years as they went through their high school cabin, confessing that they needed to be over this sin and yet not finding a way over it. And often... When they went back home, they would be isolated, alone, um, around different teachers, tossed back and forth. You see, the image actually in Ephesians, we often are mistaken. We think there's a magic pill. It's growth that Paul's concerned with, not immediate change. He wants us to grow up into Christ. And I don't know if you've noticed, but nobody, not even you, grows up overnight. Um, We don't all of a sudden wake up and change. We change day by day. And many of us spend so much time focused on the thing that is most wrong with us. The thing that is most hurtful about ourselves that we never see the ways in which we've grown. We never see how much we've improved. We never see how the body has built us up and helped us to grow. And it is the body of Christ that Paul is concerned with. It is the us. And there is, of course, a lie. Maybe that camper believed that there was a secret way you could get out of community and still be cured. That you could, in essence, be independent of one another, but if you just learned the right thing, you could fix all your problems. And in Ephesians 4, I want to read it again to you, verses 15 and 16. Rather, we speak the truth in love. We are to grow up in all ways, not in some ways, in every way, into Him who is our head, that's Christ, from whom the whole body, us, all of us, have been joined together and held together by every joint with which it is equipped. And when each part is working properly, it makes the body 
grow up in love. Growing up takes us. I need you to grow up. I don't know if you knew this. You need us to grow up. And when you go back home, you need the local church to help you grow up. And your local church needs you to help you grow up and to help them grow up. We need each other. And we don't grow up without each other. You know, today they say, they say that teenagers are taking longer and longer to grow up. And there's less togetherness, it seems. We're more isolated. We need to be together in order to grow. Once upon a time, there was a camper. And she loved camp, but she also loved looking a certain way for guys. She loved being here. and She was got really connected, but she also... Loved being really popular and being the center of attention at school. She loved camp and she loved the girls in her cabin, but she also loved the world. She also loved the the gifts that it had to offer. And she, she committed, right, to be a part of the body. But school, school started back again and camp was over And the waves came crashing round. And we can no longer be babies about this stuff. We actually have to do the hard work of changing. We have to grow together and we need each other. The the people in your cabin need you. And you have to let them be the body of Christ to you. You have to let them love you. And, and I want you to understand that God, I believe, has given us the directors and the cooks, the adult staff and the counselors and every teacher here to equip you and even the people in your cabin to equip you for the work of ministry or servanthood, for the building up of the body of Christ, which is us. Which is us, the church. You are the body of Jesus Christ. So So that you can encourage one another. So that you can hold each other accountable. So that you can call and say, I know you're saying you're fine, but are you really fine? And so, if Lord willing, your parents would let you, when things hit rock bottom, you can go and be there in person for each other. You can be present for each other and you can be the hands and feet of Jesus for each other. For if you do not participate in the body of Christ, understand what Paul's saying, the body doesn't grow up. We grow up together. And without you, we won't grow up as well. And your local congregation won't grow up as well. I know you think that they're not cool and the messages are boring and all that stuff. Sure, but it's not about you learning. It's about us learning together. And we need you to learn. Once upon a time, there was a camper and this girl. You know, you know, guys and girls, they start dating and... You know the body of Christ said, man, don't date that girl. Um, don't talk to that girl. She's not good news. And you know what's amazing, though? 
They stayed friends, even though the guy said, no, I'm going to date her anyway. Right? They stuck with him. They stuck it out. And, I mean, I know this is shocking to some of you, but amazingly, when you date girls or guys who the body of Christ tells you you really shouldn't be dating, um, it didn't end well. Um, It didn't go well. But the body of Christ grew up together. He helped them grow up. They helped him grow up. They grew up together. And the growing up is still happening. And to be honest, uh, thinking about Kyle when he was in the fifth grade and being here and seeing some of these counselors when they were in the fifth grade and knowing some of you when you were in the fifth grade, growing up is a miracle of God. Okay? Um, There are some of you that lots of us thought, I don't know how they're ever going to make it. Um, It's a miracle that we grow up. I don't know exactly how it works, but God's Spirit is with us in the togetherness. And we need each other. And so, I think a lot these days about the church. I think a lot about the things that she needs in this world. And I want you to appreciate the fact that you may not feel like you need the church. And that's not true. But she certainly needs your help growing up. We need your help growing up. Alright? The image that Paul gives us is that we, all of us together, are the body. And if you choose to leave, we don't grow up without you. So make it your mission for at the very least the people in your cabins to help each other grow into Christ-likeness. This is the last image I want to end with. Because a lot of times we think to ourselves, we'll never be like Christ. Except for if you honestly read the Bible, God intends for you to be like Christ. Right? It says, you grow up to the measure of... Of the stature, stature literally means the frame, okay? This is my stature in front of you. Of the fullness of Christ. That is, He intended for you to fill up the body of Christ. He intended for you to become like Jesus. And so we wrestle together, and we're wrong together, and some of us date bad boyfriends, and some of us date bad girlfriends, and some of us go home to bad Parents who don't know how to make it work and who we all need each other to help each other and our parents included need us to help us grow into the frame of Christ, to grow up into Him. So make it your mission to love each other like that and to care about each other as you would care about your own body. For we really are joined in this together. And if you leave, A part of us leaves with you.